0: Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting,
1: fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning. I'll tell you what. It's uh, We're going to talk a lot of things today. We're going to talk some ice fishing. We're going to talk some open water fishing. We're going to talk about a lot of Christmas gifts for uh, outdoor enthusiasts to help you for that one in your family. We're going to, there's just, but I'm looking outside the studio right now. It's going to be like 65 and sunny. I know Pueblo Reservoir is still open for boating. The trout are all near shore up and down the front range. You can fish from shore almost anywhere. Catch rainbow trout right now. And it's as much as I want the ice to come and we need it to come. I'm not in a hurry to tell you the truth, but we should have some good ice forming in the mountains this week. Um, we're going to get some colder weather in the next week and things will start turning. And we'll, have, well, I think by the middle of December, we'll have some ice down here too, but we'll have good ice in the mountains, but it's a little late, but we're going to talk some ice fishing. And speaking of that, we're going to go right to the phones. And in line with having some of the best ice fishermen in the world on this program over the last few weeks, you've, you've heard us talk to bro Brosdal and Dave Gantz and some of the in fishermen guys and joining us now a legendary guide and probably one of the premier ice fishermen in the world. I've known this guy. In fact, Greg Klaju has been my fishing partner. Greg, I don't know if I want to tell him how long because he'll know how old you are.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you keep that a a secret.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We've been doing it a while, though. In fact, if people want evidence of how long we've been doing it, in fact, we're going to talk about it. If they go to my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, they'll see at least part one and soon part two, if not up yet, of a series you're doing on way back when we started, boy, it's sure different, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. I mean, we grew up in the outdoors, and it was just natural to follow that. And uh, here we are today, some fifteen, twenty years later.
1: How about sixty? <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not give too much away. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually. I just rolled in
2: town in St. Paul. I'm uh, standing outside. The quietest place I could find for an interview is outside River Center. And the, the big ice show is taking place here, and I have to be in there. So. But this is the quietest. If you hear a little traffic in the background, that's why. I'm standing out on the
1: sidewalk. Oh, it sounds great. But, um, you know, the thing, uh, you're going to go into this ice show. And you're going to see all the newest innovations and products. And by the way, Nate Zelensky's is going to join us later on from the second hour. And he'll have been at the show for a while, so he'll start reporting. And we'll get reports from all you guys later on, too, about some new stuff. And some of it, of course, you know about already because you're so ingrained in the industry and the, the manufacturers want to get you involved with it. But I looked at that picture you put on the, or that article you put on the Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. And it's got part one, and I think you're going to do three or four parts, but it shows you and your brother, Nicky, with the old jigging sticks and sitting, uh, I guess sitting on a bucket, I can't remember the picture, over a hole hoping to catch some crappies with a bobber. I think, boy, have we come away since then with Gents and the fish trap and the electronics, and it's just a different world, isn't it?
2: It is. And, you know, I look back at that, you know, I was just kind of reminiscing, and I thought, I'm going to start this series, and he said, it'll be three or four or five parts you know it might even take longer but uh we've come a long way and that's where we started with those we called them our ice sticks i mean they were basically just that sticks with like a nail in the end of it and you'd stick it in the ice and that's incredible no shelters no heaters no electronics and we caught fish
1: and bad clothing <laughs> too we were cold
2: <laughs> oh yeah we never had good clothing We for our theater warm we had bunny boots where we're which were really slippery, and uh, you usually could go down on the ice a couple times a day.
1: Yeah, for people who don't know what a bunny boot is, they were army surplus, these white boots. I think they were developed during World War II for in the snow, like in Poland and stuff during World War II, but they were these big felt boots you put socks in, and, and they were clumsy and slippery, but boy, they were warm.
2: <laughs> and they did look like a big white rabbit foot. Yeah. You know, they were big. Yeah,
1: that That's it. You know, you talk about that jigging stick, and You'd stick it in the ice, and almost sometimes you'd hold the line in your hand and move it, and so you could feel a bite. But a lot of times you just used a bobber and sat there and waited.
2: Yeah, and I can remember, you know, the it would be cold. It always cold, and dactron uh, line, watching a heavy black dactron line. Everybody had that, using bobbers that would be freezing in the hole, and you had to keep kicking at it with your boots, keep the bobber free. Those are
1: the good old days. Yeah, and trying to make a presentation. Even if we had better rods at that time, most of the time it was so cold, and with the lines we had back then, you wouldn't have be been able to make a presentation anyway. But boy, we've just come so far, and I know people, if you want to see the history of ice fishing, go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, read his first article, and then follow this series over the next few weeks, because it's really, really entertaining. But think where we're at now, Greg, the shelters you and I have that are so easy to pull, and they pop right up. That was a Huge advantage. Now we could move around the lake and be mobile. When we were carrying everything out, we didn't want to move because because you had to pack everything up and carry it again. With the shelters we have now, everything rides right in like a sled. You only take out what you need at the time.
2: Yes, yeah, so and we can thank Mr. D gins for that. Yeah, and he- uh, you know, there, nowadays there's several good companies out there. There's a lot of products to pick from. Almost all of them real good. And we can thank Dave. I mean, he's the one that kind of plays the trail of ice fishing across the Midwest and carried on to all, all parts of ice fishing.
1: Well, I think when Dave started revolutionizing ice fishing and we all kind of joined in, it was him and you and me and Doug Stangy and Tony Dean. There was a group of us. I think that, you know, the shelter was the first thing. But the thing that really turned it around was the electronics. You talked, we talked about fishing with that bobber and hoping for a bite. We used to. We hardly. We had to lower a, a, a lead weight down to try to guess at the at the depth we were at, and then try to remember it by looking at the trees on the side and triangulate. And we never knew <laughs> if there were fish down there.
2: No, I mean it's remarkable. We did as well as we did. I mean it was just a passion for the outdoors, and we were out there. Didn't matter how cold. We just went at it, and we caught some fish. But primitive uh, presentation, to be sure.
1: And now that in electronics, people think that electronics changed because we knew there were fish there, and they certainly did, and we knew the depth. But what electronics has really done that? I think that the people who aren't into ice fishing or the novice ice fishermen doesn't understand it. Those electronics didn't just let show us if there were fish there, but they showed us our lure, where it was, and how those fish were reacting to it, and that's what changed the game.
2: I know, it was just remarkable when we first got introduced to ice fishing electronics. And you know, even before that happened, I had, you know, a flasher on my boat, but uh I never I never really thought about using it for ice fishing. Oh,
1: well, you're a- absolutely right. And Mr. Gens came up again with what he called the ice box, which was a wood they were wooden at first and yeah, you know, I stop and think. My first ice box was made out of wood. My first fish trap was hand sewed by Dave's wife, and it was a cal- a calving tray for the sled. But that it was a box, a battery where you could mount it, and Dave worked with a way to make the transducer straight. He put a little arm on it. Now we've got these floating transducers and things, but it was phenomenal what it did for our fishing.
2: Oh, it was incredible. I mean, he taught me. We invited him up for seminars in my area. Heavy, you know, northern Minnesota, and he pretty much taught me all the essentials to being successful on the ice, and I was kind of teaching the people in my area, and the next thing you know, there's little uh, fish traps popping up here and there, and everybody had, usually it was a Vexlar, you know, some kind of, some sort of electronic. But, yeah, that's where we started. I mean, with him coming up there, giving seminars, and from there, it's just full-blown. Ice fishing is just incredible. It's growing every year.
1: Well, we had had many weekends of what we call the Minnesota... Before there was an ice team, which you and I were founding members of, the, the Minnesota Masters of Ice Fishing, you and I hosted that for several years, and Dave was an attendee every year. And what started out as a a get-together with a few of the best ice fishermen up there really to have some drinks and lie to each other about how good we were. And in an old cabin with a wood stove, ended up being a commercial event that was that became really big before the ice team was formed. Then we kind of went along that path. But um, we really – it was incredibly exciting to see – the, the, the sport change and have the people get involved and come on board. But we only got a couple minutes left. Let's talk about a few new things right now because it continues to evolve. One of the things I want to talk about are some of the new augers. You're actually, you know, we've always said the lighter you can travel, the less you lay on the ice, everything you put out against used to say was an anchor, the less mobile you are, the less likely you are to move until you find fish. And drilling a hole is critical to that. And you, a heavy auger can get in your way too. You've gone with one of the new electric type augers. Tell me about that.
2: Well, and it's actually it's called a drill, but you can it's a composite flighting with some really sharp blades that you can put on any electric drill. And when we when I got this, I went with the best one, the one that they recommended, and it's an 18 volt Milwaukee, it's an industrial drill that. Anybody into construction is going to have a couple of these laying around or they're spendy, but to use the right right drill, you're in good shape. And just a prime example, I was out yesterday, and I always bring a spare battery with me, and I was on seven inches of ice, and I drilled 50 holes. I counted them. There were 50 holes that I drilled, and I still had power in that battery. So I was good. They're supposed to be able to get a hundred holes out of six inches of ice, and the thing only weighs about seven pounds.
1: Yeah. What a. What a. Think about the gas augers that we used to haul around, and and they'd leak gas and oil in our trucks and make a mess. And now you can put this right in the back seat of your truck because there's no mess and it's light.
2: Yeah. It's. I bring it in all the time. I like to keep the batteries good and warm, but it's so light. And like you said, first ice. It's nice to travel light like that. And. It, because I got a bare minimum of equipment out there, a flasher and a drill and a couple of rods. And, you know, basically that's it. And there's absolutely no snow yet. We're making real good ice here. So it's just really nice. It's kind of scary walking on that clear ice, even though it's seven inches. It just looks eerie. Yep. But.
1: It does. Well, we got about a minute or two left, Greg. What, what, what? Tell me something else that you're going to be using this year—a presentation, either old or new—that's either just stood the test of time or something you're new that you're using in your techniques.
2: Well, one thing, one piece of my equipment that I've been using since day one. You, there's a lot of a lot of new fishing lines that come out, and I'm still Berkley XL three, probably three three to four pound test. I'll use basically that all winter long for panfish and walleye.
1: And and they work it works great for trout too. It is just a great all around line that remains manageable, doesn't it
2: It is it's really been it's the best line that I have found i mean i will stick with it.
1: You use it in the clear or the green
2: You know, I like to use the green i don't know it's just a personal preference, and I'm not sure if there's a difference, but I feel confident using that green low vis green all right, so... I, I use a lot of I use a lot of three pound tests, three and four.
1: Well, the whole idea is to make a natural presentation with light line because they got a lot of time to look it over. Greg, we're out of time, but people can go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and see the first installment of uh, your ice fishing starting way back. And uh, when you'll see, it's just it looks ancient. It looks like a picture from a long, long time ago. And it is. But now tell when will the next installment be out and, and, and when can they expect it?
2: Well, I'll be working on that when I get home. In the next few days, it should be up. It's called the ice ride, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to finishing this. I mean, there's, like, there's probably four or five segments, and it's going to be fun.
1: All right. Well, just follow. Look for it on Terry from Outdoors on Facebook. You can get the first one right now. Greg, we got to let you go, my friend, but we're, we're due for some time on the water very, very soon. We certainly are. Nice talking to you. Thanks, Greg. Greg Clausel, legendary guide. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company, Smoke Salmon. The secret is in the fire. <music> Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And we're going to go right to the phones. And joining us from Cheyenne Mountain State Park is Jeanette Laura. Good morning, Jeanette.
3: Good morning, Terry.
1: You know, is it as beautiful at your park right now as it is here the in- Denver?
3: Oh gosh, can you believe it's December? It's gorgeous outside.
1: <laughs> you know, well first let's tell people where Cheyenne Mountain Park is other than the fact that it sits on top of a NORAD base. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. So we're right on the southwest side of Colorado Springs, um, just a few miles off of I-25 and we are directly across from Fort Carson Gate
1: 1. Yep, and and I, it, was, it was no joking, you probably are the only one that's on a NORAD base. The big advantage you're going to have this year is they're the guys that track Santa Claus when he comes in. You're going to be the first to know.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, and I was actually looking into that to see, because that's definitely a unique thing about our park. You know, we don't have the, you know, a big lake for boating and fishing. You know, we're definitely a resource park with just hiking trails um, and some other features, but... Our unique claim to fame is definitely that we have the Cheyenne Mountain Air Force Base with NORAD and the Santa Trackers, and they just started. So they do have a website that they are um, – I was checking it out. They have some fun games each day, you know, for the kids, you know, leading up to starting the Santa Tracking on, Christ- on Christmas Eve.
1: That's awesome. But, you know, there's plenty to do in the park year-round. With the weather you've got right now, you can year round at the park. And oh, I would yeah. think right now <laughs> it would be – And it's going to get colder, but people are camping right through the winter now.
3: Absolutely, We were actually having to open up more campground loops for the Thanksgiving weekend. It was such gorgeous weather. We, we almost filled up again. <laughs> we still had one loop closed out of the four of them, um, but we had three open and, and totally full in those three. So um, we have full hookup. So that means, you know, water, electric sewer year round. So, you know, you have the facilities still right there to connect into, um, you know, running water bathrooms. Um, we don't have our shower building that did get winterized, but other than that, you know, still full service
1: when you have an event coming up but before we get to that even without this event there's so many reasons even besides camping the trails the wildlife it's just a tremendous park to come and spend a day isn't it
3: it really is gorgeous so we still are within the city limits, and yet you feel miles away I mean it's just a gorgeous little pocket of protected land there that um, again just the open space with over 20 miles of trails we have a trail challenge that will was very successful in 2017 that we're looking at continuing into 2018 that if you finish all of the 22 miles of trails you'll earn a trail challenge patch um just it's a great opportunity the mule deer there was one right outside my window last night was i was finishing up my day and it's amazing
1: well it really is and people are getting out more with the clothing we have nowadays it's really easy to get out and enjoy the outdoors right through the winter and be comfortable but you have an event coming up i believe next weekend and it's going to be an open house and a lot of the parks are doing this kind of tell us what you're doing at your park
3: yes yeah, so we do this every year it's our annual holiday open house um it will be next saturday um officially it's going to kick off at 9 a.m where we have our yoga class that happens year-round as well so yoga is. In-
1: you're, you're kind of breaking up us on Jeanette. did you move oh. or I'm sorry. There you nope, go. I'm <laughs> there you are. You're fine now. Okay.
3: Okay. So, yeah, so I was just saying we're going to start with an intro to yoga class, which is something we offer year-round, and then at 10 a.m. from 10 to 2 o'clock, we'll have all sorts of activities, which includes, you know, we will have Santa there that the kids can, you know, see, take photos with them, you know, ask for what their special wish list is. Um, We'll have treats and cookies and special programs throughout the day. So we'll focus on things like animal adaptations. We'll have fire safety. We're going to do a wildflower talk. Um, Again, it's kind of a sneak peek into the regular programs that we offer year round.
1: And then, of course, you got sales, you know, and we were just talking that over the next few weeks, we're going to talk a lot about Christmas gifts for the outdoor enthusiast in your family. And sometimes, you know, it's so much nicer when you get that something that's a little different and more special that says, I understand that you love the outdoors. And I think it just makes that gift more personal. And you guys in all your parks and we're going to talk to some of the other parks, too. But in all your parks, you have merchandise and books and things. What will you have on sale at your park?
4: So we
3: will have our whole gift shop be on sale. So that includes things from, you know, T-shirts, clothing. We have some specialty mugs. Um, We got wall clocks. We have, um, I tried to get it really stocked up to make sure that there's a little bit of everything. Um, And so we will do a special drawing where they can draw for their discount to be anywhere from 20% off to even 50% off on those retail items. Um, Another thing that's a very unique thing that we have at the park right now is the art in the park. Um, So this will not be on sale, unfortunately, but we have an artist who just moved in there this week, December 1st, and he makes these beautiful sculptures out of antler carvings. And I mean, they're amazing. Uh, The right person who saw that would absolutely fall in love with his work. And that is something that supports our friends of Cheyenne Mountain State Park, as well as the local artist. And his name is Jaybird Jones is what he goes by, Jaybird.
1: So I could come Um, down and take the beginning yoga class, (laughs) which I (laughs) I probably need some kind of exercise. I could walk one of the trails, then I could go to your all your activities, I could get my picture taken with Santa, and then I can do my Christmas shopping without going to the mall. Sounds like a pretty nice day.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> get outside, have fun. Um, again, very kid friendly. Lots of fun activities. We're gonna have a prey versus predator game. Just all all sorts of things to keep the kids busy.
1: And that's next week on the ninth. And what are the hours again?
3: Saturday the ninth, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m.
1: And that's at Cheyenne Mountain State Park. Just go to. A Colorado Parks and Wildlife, go choose your park. Maps will come up, all kinds of directions. Jeanette, thank you so much.
3: All right. Thanks for having me, Terry.
1: You bet. Hope a lot of people take advantage of that. Just sounds like a great time. That's Jeanette from Parks and Wildlife. And we're going to have a couple other parks on. In fact, coming up, we'll have another one that's. Uh, right here in the metro area, doing some of this, but great way to Christmas shop. You know, you can get in there, don't go to the malls, really get personalized gifts about Colorado outdoors. And you talked about those antler art. Wouldn't that be something? Just a lot going on. Hey, don't forget to uh, follow us on uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Um, everything that goes on in this radio show, you would have known if you looked at uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook um, yesterday, you would have seen that we're going to talk about a fish that's available to catch here in Colorado that is only available to catch at one other state, in the, one other spot, one other lake in the entire lower 48 states. So that's going to be pretty, pretty unique coming up in the second hour. So you might want to stay tuned for that. Also, if you remember last week we had uh, Kirk's from Kirk's Fly Shop on with us. They're having their uh, open house next week too. It's 12-9 up in Estes Park at Kirk's Fly Shop in Estes. And they're having a huge sale, and there's going to be some of our favorite authors there, like John Gureck, Steve Schweitzer, um, uh, just uh, John Barr, and I'm and I'm just just a number of guys signing books, which just make incredible gifts. But get this: if you go up to Estes Park to Kirk's Open House on twelve nine, and you say you heard about it on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, you get one item at half off. That could be a four hundred dollar fly rod, or a twenty dollar accessory, or book. And you get 50% off that one item just for saying you heard it here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We're going to take a break. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. We're going right back to the phones, and we're going to visit another state park. And joining us from right in our backyard at Roxborough State Park is Angel Tobin. Good morning, Angel. Good,
4: good morning, Terry.
1: Uh, it's a beautiful day out. I know it's a beautiful day where you are because I'm not that far away.
4: No, it's absolutely beautiful here. We're about 45 minutes southwest southwest downtown Denver and south of Chatfield State Park, real close, and it's a gorgeous day here today.
1: You've, I know you've got an event. Uh, you have an open house coming up, too. We want to talk about that. But before we get to it, let's talk about the park a little bit. You mentioned you you actually back right up to Chatfield, don't you?
4: We do. We're just south of them. Um, There's a road in between us, but yeah, um, and it's just beautiful. We have uh, formations that jet up 60 degrees up into the sky. It's kind of like Garden of the Gods or Red Rocks uh, Park, and it's it's just amazing. It's beautiful.
1: And it's a day-use park, I believe. Is that right?
4: It is, yes. We have a lot of hiking, a lot of opportunity for photography and wildlife watching, snowshoe in the winter, if if we get winter. <laughs>
1: but, no, you're right. There's a lot to do. You know, we haven't talked much about the photography. We talk about the trail systems and the picnic areas and the way people can spend time at the park, and it's just beautiful there. And a lot of people use it even during the weekdays before work, after work, during their lunch breaks. They come out and walk the trails. But a lot of people come out there and just spend the day walking the trails. What kind of photographic opportunities are there at the park?
4: Oh, it's just beautiful. Right now, for instance, we have mule deer, uh, full antler, beautiful coats, and they're just close to the road. Beautiful opportunity to take photographs. And of course, the Red sandstones, uh, the geology here is just amazing. And uh, with the blue sky like it is today, with those red, red formations, it's it's gorgeous, especially in the morning or in the evening as the sun is going down. It's just beautiful light.
1: If, if I'm not mistaken, you have quite a range of trails, too. Is that right?
4: We do. We have over 13. We just got a new trail, too, but we have over 13 miles of trails, uh, and we would also bought Douglas County Open Space and uh, Pike National Forest, so there's a lot of opportunity for a hiker that is new to hiking or someone who's very experienced and wants to uh, bag a peak. We have Car- Carpenter Peak, which is a 6.4-mile hike. It's a 1,000-foot elevation gain. So there's a lot of opportunities, lots of hikes for a variety uh, hiker.
1: Uh, and you've got an event coming up also at your park, uh, coming up, I believe, next Saturday. And you're going to do an open house. And we're talking a lot about Christmas gifts for people. And a really great Christmas gift can be an autographed book. And I think that's part of your open house, isn't it?
4: It is. Yeah, next Saturday, December 9th, we are hosting John Filder. And as you know, he's our own, Colorado's own photographer and author. And he's going to be available to personally autograph books um, any way you would like them for the special person in your life. And we're carrying many of his titles, including his newest book, Colorado Winter, that has 76 photos of Colorado's most beautiful winter scenes. It's a great present. Uh, John Filder is a wonderful guy, and he'll be here to sign books.
1: Well, I, I personally had got the privilege to work with John on a project many years ago. And I'm so impressed by his, not only his photography skills, but his professionalism. But then what you said, he's just a super, super nice guy. And his books aren't something you buy, put on the shelf, and take out once in a while. These are true tabletop books.
4: Oh, they're just beautiful, yeah. And the good thing about next week, December 9th, we're going get all day long, all his books and all the merchandise in the store is going to be 10% off. So it's the perfect time to come out here and do holiday shopping while enjoying the beautiful trails.
1: And what other types of merchandise would people find there, Angel?
4: We have a lot of clothing, a lot of hiking books, nature-based books, uh, clothing hats, cards, walking sticks, um, anything that an outdoor enthusiast would enjoy, uh, especially one that loves to hike and and see what trails and hikes are available in, in the state of Colorado.
1: And if they particularly want to get a book autographed by John. And, folks, um, we've been talking a lot about different places you can go get books autographed. If you're a John Fielder fan, and you should be if you live in Colorado, it makes it such a more unique gift when it's personalized by the author. When will he be signing books?
4: He will be signing from 11 till noon. So our sale will go all day, but he will be available to sign books personally um, from 11 to noon.
1: All right. Any other comments before we have to run on here?
4: Yeah, I just want to say also, from 12 to 2, we're going to be doing fresh baked goodies, hot chocolate, cocoa, cider, so you can come on down, get treats, go shopping, go hiking. It's just going to be a wonderful day here at Roxville State Park.
1: That's probably where I should head after I do the show next week. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun.
4: I think you should.
1: All right. Angel, thank you so much. Sounds like you've got a great event going on.
4: Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
1: You, you bet. That's Angel Tobin from Parks and Wildlife. and. You're gonna see, you're gonna hear us talking a lot about Christmas gifts over the next few weeks, but we're gonna cover lots of other outdoors too. We're gonna to talk some more Christmas gifts in the next segment as we talk gifts for the fishermen in your family, both fly and conventional. Then at the top of the hour, Nate Zielinski is gonna join us. We'll talk some ice fishing. He's out at the show in Minnesota and he'll talk about some new products. And after that, we are actually we are actually going to um, we're actually gonna talk about a fish that you can catch right here in Colorado that is only available in one other lake in the entire lower 48 states, and it has really come on and is providing incredible fishing opportunities. And along with that, we're going to talk about a fishery that we haven't talked about here for years. Um, It's kind of been reborn as a really premier fishery, and when you find out what's going on there, you're going to want to take a trip up there, whether it's through the ice or open water. It's available for both. And it has river inlets and and outlets, so it's going to be pretty tremendous. You want to stay tuned for that. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, Colorado's premier outfitter. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. You know, it's a local company right here in Aurora, Colorado, and if you've never tasted their smoked salmon, even if you didn't like smoked salmon in the past, you're going to love it. Let's go to the phones now. And joining us from the Sportsman's Warehouse right here in Thornton from the fishing department is Bob Milner. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Terry. You know, it's a, what a gorgeous day out, right?
0: Yeah, boy, I, I, I'm ready to go fishing. As soon as I'm done with you.
1: I figured, you know, I knew today was your day off and you're calling in anyway. I thought, boy, he's sitting there thinking, why did I agree to this? I should be on the water. And you're a fly fisherman and... And that's, uh, it, it, the fly fishing right now, let's, let's talk a minute about it. I know we're going to talk Christmas gifts, but this fall, with this weather, the fly fishing has been phenomenal, Bob.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, uh, with this warm weather, uh, there's still some dry action out there. Um, and, of course, midges are coming in strong. It. Uh, I like to go up to Deckers and to, uh, to Bear Creek and throw a little elk hair caddis, and uh, and I have really good luck up there. Um Right there at Deckers, you just throw a double nymph rig with a black beauty, and uh, you catch fish.
1: Oh, you certainly do. In fact, I have a television show on my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom, and the Deckers show I did fishing there with a two-nymph rig uh, with a, an indicator is by far the number one watch program on my channel. It's just Thousands and thousands of people go look at that show. It's just And it's right here. It's an easy drive. And this time of the year, it's not crowded because people, you know, a lot of people, like tomorrow, a lot of people are going to stay and watch Broncos game. A lot of people have put their fishing rods away and they're hunting. Or a lot of people are just on fishing for the year. And But the fishing can be phenomenal, just like you said.
0: Oh, yeah. And a lot of the, you know, most of the tourists have gone home. And uh, you go to places like the Dreamstream and it's not near as crowded. So... That's terrific right
1: now. Oh, it's and a great time. The colors are great. And well, well, not too cold. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of that, we're going to talk about Christmas gifts. And one of the toughest Christmas <clears throat> gifts used to be to buy was for somebody who wanted to get started fly fishing because it used to be to get anything really worthwhile fishing with, um, you had to spend four or $500, and that was a lot of money for most people to just dip their toe in the water and try something and then, and, then, uh, and then not know if they like it and then maybe get frustrated with it or whatever the outcome was. And they just didn't start, even though it isn't that difficult. Once you get into it, they just couldn't make themse- bring themselves to make the investment. A few years ago, TFO rods kind of changed the industry, and they got everybody making quality, high-end, less expensive rods. And right now at the store, you have a special on a really nice fly rod for some starting fly fishermen. Tell me about that.
0: Um, well, it's the um, it's part of our uh, Christmas ad, and it's the uh, Temple Fork um, NXT combo. Comes with a nine foot five weight rod, which is pretty standard, four piece, um, and a really nice cast aluminum disc drag reel, line, backing, leader, everything's included. All you need is fish, or excuse me, all you need is flies and water, and you're ready to go. And, and, it's an it's an excellent rod for the beginner or just somebody coming off borrowed equipment. It's not costly, you know. You you get into this, and you know, like you said in the past, you you could spend four or five hundred dollars to get a set together yourself. And and if you um, if you find out it's not your cup of tea, you know, you've spent that much money. This is a bargain normally at one ninety nine, and now it's at one nineteen ninety nine.
1: One nineteen, so one hundred twenty bucks you can get, and you know. You and I talked earlier in the week, and if you go back 15, 20 years, the the inexpensive fly rod combos were these big, heavy, noodle-like fiberglass rods that frustrated anglers because they were difficult to cast with and maintain a, a loop and things. But a lot of them went to expensive high-end sage and those type of things and they were too fast of an action for most fly fishermen you get to a real fast action fly rod and you have to be a pretty sophisticated caster to handle it this tfo rod really is a softer a little bit softer it's forgiving it really allows you not only to learn but to fish with it for years bob
0: oh yeah it's um it's it's great for learning because it's it's a slow loader it doesn't punish your mistakes You know, it allows you to develop your your casting um, your casting style, if you will. Um, I mean, you learn that basic roll cast with it really, really easy. Get out there on the water and start catching fish.
1: Well, now you got that TFO rod for 119 something, which at 200 bucks it was such a steal, it was ridiculous. So if you're looking for a fly, but let's talk about some other things. Maybe you got maybe somebody doesn't want a fly rod, but they want some accessories. What kind of price range do your accessories start in, and what kind of, like, stocking stuff or accessories do you have?
0: Well, um, one of the things that uh, that uh, I got once, which was uh, a lifesaver, is uh, I'm a bit of a fumble finger when it comes to making knots. And uh, we've got this neat little gadget called the Tie Fast Knot Tire. Uh, it's nine ninety nine, and it will tie nail knots, like, effortlessly, um, clinch knots, several other knots um it's a real handy tool to have and uh it even comes in two colors <laughs> so um
1: and uh and, and, yeah you just got a whole lineup you can spend five ten twenty dollars and get some and quality accessories you carry the fish pond accessories too and i think don't they have a new tippet holder out
0: they do it's uh it's an incredibly it's, it's different from any one i've ever seen that uh um, it, it holds the wheels conveniently, where you can, you know, access any of the different size tippets you might need to use uh, without taking it apart. You know, others you got to take them, disassemble them to get to the one you want. Um, it um, it's full aluminum and stainless steel in spots, so it doesn't corrode or get uh, uh, um, sticky or anything. Uh, that one's going to 19.99 in the store. Um plus all fish pond products are lifetime warranted, so um and they make some excellent excellent products
1: they really do, and another item you told them about for all the fishermen in your family because everybody likes to keep a couple for the pan once in a while, but a lot of them don't have the right tools to clean them I mean, you have a nice fillet knife set on sale
0: uh, yep it's uh we just got it in recently um it's called the uh the Flex fillet five piece fish fillet set, and it comes with three different lengths. Um, fillet knives and a sharpener uh, with a cutting board, all nice in a little uh, plastic case that keeps it all together. Uh, it's easy to take with you, um, you know, camping or you're just up there and you want to clean the fish right there. Um, it's, uh, it's everything you need to do it.
1: It really is. You know, I want to make one recommendation before I let you go, too, about fishing gifts for the fishermen in your family. If you've got somebody that's gotten into conventional fishing, and they're looking to step up from just that little combo. And this is something you and I talked extensively about once when I did a show from the store, I believe. But we talked about it that, uh, you know, you can buy those combos for like 20 bucks, get somebody started and all that, and they're fine. But when they move up and they really get a little serious, need a little better equipment, but you don't have to spend four or $500 again like, you, like we talked about with the fly rod. You guys carry a reel from Fluger and some rods you can match it with that I think are as good as any fisherman ever needs. Um, I fish tournaments with these reels, yet they're really economically priced, and that's the Pfluger President Series, Bob.
0: Oh, yeah, and we just got the new one, um, which uh, they added some improvements to, um, changed the color a little bit, but uh, it still has 10 bearings, uh, uh, one which is a roller bearing, makes it really, really smooth operating, Um um, um, inch to stop any reverse, it stops where you do, so you get good hook set. Um, it just performs really well at any size, and it comes from a very from a heavy reel down to an ultralight, which I might add uh, is a really good choice for ice fishermen too. It's small enough and compact, and it performs well even at those real cold temperatures.
1: But that's exactly the reels that I have on most of my ice fishing rods for the Fluger President, and they're they're not very expensive. What do they sell for?
0: They're fifty nine ninety
1: nine, and they're so such good quality. They'll last most anglers years and years if you take care of them. They're just a a great great product. Well, Bob, I think the real key here is that if you're looking for a gift for that outdoorsman, there's a Sportsman's Warehouse near you. You're in the Thornton store. You're not there today. Hopefully, we can let you go and you can get on the water. But people just need to stop by, and you guys are going to help them out.
0: Oh yeah, we'll we'll set you up. We'll get you ready for, fish, for, for fishing. No matter what you're
1: into. All right. Bob, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you, Terry. You bet. That's Bob Milner from the, uh, the uh, Sportsman's Warehouse in Thornton. I do want to say one thing, too. He mentioned a fly rod kit that's on sale for uh, less than $120. That's just phenomenal. The TFO rod. That might be something you want to remember during the course of this show. You never know. That might come up again. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire.